It is KOVE 1330 AM, 107.7 FM. We're always streaming at county10.com. I'm Jared Anderson, and we're pleased to welcome a very familiar voice to this radio station, actually in studio with us. Mr. Russell Nemitz is with us from the Western Egg Network. Russell, how are you? You know, Jared, doing pretty good. It feels good to be back here in the Riverton Lander country and... Uh all your listeners uh, listening on KOVE, a longtime affiliate of the Western Egg Network, of course, formerly the Evan Slack Network. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I know 99.9% of our listening audience <laughs> knows all about the Western Egg Network. They hear your report several times a day, but uh, what is the Western Egg Network exactly? Well, as I just mentioned, I mean, it originally started in 1985, uh, founded by Evan Slack, of course, uh, a true broadcast leader, not just here in Wyoming, but across the Intermountain West. And uh, Evan had a storied uh, farm broadcasting career and and uh, built up his network uh, across Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, and beyond. And of course, uh, a big part of his listenership was right here in the Wind River Basin. And uh just a few years ago, I had the opportunity to start working with Evan uh, while I was actually part of a, another well-known uh, farm radio network out here in the West. Um, and, and you know, I've been doing this, Jared. I know I don't look it because I look pretty young, obviously. You do, yeah. But, but I've been doing this for almost 30 years now. And I think on day two of my job in 1996, I was at some convention somewhere and I met the world famous Evan Slack. And uh, I just told him then that, you know, down the road, if you ever need a little bit of help, don't ever, uh, don't ever shy away from asking for him. And in 2016, he was, uh, he had a medical uh, emergency and, and he reached out to me and I started my uh, official relationship on air with uh, Evan Slack and his network. And then, uh, about four years later, he uh, graciously sold his uh, his network to my uh, wife and I, and uh, and then since 2020, we've uh, kind of rebuilt his uh, his network, rebranded it, the Western Egg Network, and we're proud now to deliver you know daily egg news and markets and more on almost 80 radio stations in eight western states including right here in wyoming i love it it's such important content and i know uh being in, in fremont county wyoming we live in a very ag heavy uh county with a lot of folks that are interested even if they're not farmers and ranchers directly they're impacted by it or they know a family that is we'll get to why you're here in town <laughs> but uh you're you're a montanan yes. and uh why why is agriculture why did radio become so important to you your your life story russell yeah, well i'll give you the Reader's Digest version. I mean, I was raised in production agriculture way up in northern Montana, really just about 30 miles south of the Canadian border, a little town called Chinook. In fact, our our uh, our mascot, our school mascot is the sugar beater. And that's a story for another <laughs> time, Jared. But anyways, raised in production agriculture, primarily a cow-calf operation. And, uh, you know, there's just my brother and I in our, our small little family. And, and my parents were always like saying, you know, one or both of you need to get off the ranch, go experience something. This thing will always be here for you. And they were right about that. And so in 19... 96 or so I decided to stray away from what I only knew and that was cows and uh, attend college and uh, kind of pursue uh, a degree in, in communications and 
And uh, at that time, I, I worked for, for the Northern Ag Network. Uh, I don't think that's any big secret, so I'm not <laughs> even sure why I'm trying not to say that. But um, anyways, I, I kind of worked uh, part-time while I was going to college, and then that eventually became full-time. And I always thought I was going to make it back to the ranch because that was truly my passion. I mean, that's where all my family was at. That's the only thing I knew. And really, I just kind of wanted to flirt with something different just to, to make my parents happy, you know? And I just kind of fell in love with the radio business. And then, you know, the other part of what we do is we do a lot of television. And it's it's kind of something different where we have the opportunity to give these folks out there who are raising the food and fiber that everybody gets to enjoy every single day. And and it's a different type of news. We get to give them the, the news that makes a difference on their place. Of course, we broadcast the different agricultural markets and events that are going on and and so that was way back in 1996 and I never did make it back to the ranch so now I just joke that my my brother gets to talk to the cows and I get to talk about them. <laughs> you guys are here for the Wyoming Cattle Industries Trade and Convention Show happening in Riverton here uh, this week. What is this event and what's kind of your role in it? Well, it's the Wyoming Stock Growers Association's annual convention and trade show. You know, a lot of uh, commodity groups have their annual meeting in the wintertime. Not here in Wyoming, at least the stock growers have theirs in the summertime. And really, we're just in town for the next uh, day or so to kind of catch up with old friends in the in the cattle business and, you know, do some news along the way, but really just get back down to this neck of the woods and not do everything from the comforts of our studio. And, and just like other people, we like to get back out and rub elbows with each other and network. And yes, Jared, I know this is going to be hard for you to believe, but actually have a cold, refreshing, sometimes adult beverage. With, there's uh, nothing wrong with that. nothing Russell. wrong with that. Supporting <laughs> Wyoming barley farmers yes. every single chance I get. But, but for the stock growers themselves, more specifically, this is a big time of the year. This is kind of where they, you know, take a look back at some of their policy issues. And of course, this is where they vote on and, and kind of set the course for the coming year for, for what they're going to address more specifically legislative wise, whether it's here in the Cowboy State in Cheyenne or working with, you know, their national affiliate, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association back on Capitol Hill in, in Washington, D.C. But I'm telling you what, there's a lot of smiles on these cowboys and cowgirls faces this week, especially here in this neck of the woods. It's actually green and the cattle markets are actually at some of their highest levels in recent years. It's a good point. Uh, what was the winter like for agriculture across the Rocky Mountains? We had record snowfall here in Fremont County, uh, one of our harshest winters ever on record. Does that impact a lot? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's. I think that was the story across the whole Intermountain West for the most part. I mean, nobody's ever going to complain about moisture, but on the flip side, we've had these record years of drought, which really have cut back hay production in states like Wyoming. So even though it was kind of a double-edged sword, we're a lot of ranchers were happy to see the moisture. They also knew then, well, shoot, we're also going to have to, uh, you know, sell or uh, feed out some of that high dollar uh, hay that we have on the place and or, you know, have to go visit with our banker and try to find some of that high dollar hay to keep our livestock around. 
Russell Nimitz is with us from the Western Ag Network. You can catch his reports right here throughout the day. You get morning reports and then a couple of new ones every afternoon to keep you connected with what's happening in ag on KOVE. Uh, just a couple more for you, Russell. I know you've got a busy convention to get to, but uh, my wife is an educator here at Riverton Middle School, and she does uh, sort of these assessments of what career do you want to be when uh, when you grow up for kids. And even she's young, but even when she started she would see a policeman fireman doctor rancher farmer now 99 percent of it is i want to be a youtube star i want to be a tiktok star i want to be a uh, an internet celebrity what's the future of agriculture and is there anybody gonna be around to grow our food in the next decade oh i think so i mean you know i mean agriculture is very cyclical i mean there's going to be the good times there's going to be the tougher times but you know at the end of the at the end of the day or at the end of a lifetime, it, it really does level out. And, and what a tremendous opportunity. I mean, if, uh, if you have that to either be in production agriculture directly or um, sell goods and services as an agribusiness or even an educator like your wife, I mean, to help fuel the minds of our young people so that we do have uh, people on the land, people still in places like Fremont County that are growing our food and fiber. We can look out the window, we can see, we can see tractors, and we can see sheep, and we can see cattle. Can you imagine Wyoming's landscape, Jared, without things like I just mentioned? No. It, I mean, it would be like stripping the cowboy state of all of its other majestic wonders like the wonderful rangelands and of certainly our beautiful mountains. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in your estimation, I just got a sticker from you in the Western Egg Network, no barley, no beer, which <laughs> I'm partial to because I enjoy a beer every once in a while and uh, appreciate that Wyoming barley. But what are the best ways to support local agriculture, to support our farming and ranching families? Well, I think number one, I mean, um, you know, when a, when a youngster knocks on your door or you see them out selling a raffle ticket and they're part of 4-H or they're part of FFA, I mean, that's, that's, that's a, a great first step because obviously those young people uh, have an interest in agriculture, you know, whether or not they actually come from a farm or ranch. I mean, there's just so much more than cows and plows to, to, to modern day agriculture. I mean, support those young people. Um, you know, if there's, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of these local ranchers are getting more and more involved with direct, uh, you know, farm to consumer type marketing. Um, that's one good thing that came out of COVID is there was a, a big, big interest of, of people wanting to get their hands on locally produced food. And, and, you know, farmers and ranchers have obviously been the number one source long before you know this uh this current thing we're in right now but i mean go out to go out and support them um and you know above all i mean just just be there for them i mean because you know one thing about farmers and ranchers like i said earlier like good times are bad they're always going to be here you know whether the markets are up or the markets are down they still have to have goods and services and so they're going to come to other main street businesses in places like Lander, in places like Riverton, and everywhere in between, and spend what money they might have or on on goods and services to support your business. So I think all they ask is, you know, just do the same. Keep listening for uh, Russell's radio reports here, obviously, from the Western Egg Network. Are there other ways we can find you online? I know you've got some video stuff. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we obviously have... Uh, 
a Facebook page. So if you haven't done so, please like us on the Western Ag Network Facebook page. And then you can always find us uh, uh, online at westernagnetwork.com. And, and I'd just be remiss if I didn't take a quick second, Jared, and just throw out, you know, I mean, uh, I don't do this uh, by myself, as, as you don't here at County 10 and, and KOV either. I mean, it, it takes a, a dedicated team and teammates behind us to make anything successful. And, of course, I'm very blessed to have other people on the team like Lane Nordland that you hear on the radio, Haley Ship on the radio. Um, we've got a... Uh, a gal down in Colorado, Rachel Gable, who's uh, doing news for us uh, too. And then, of course, on, on the video side of what we do, um, we have our photographer, producer, all around hand, uh, Paul Humphrey. And, and so we're just, we're, we're tickled to be able to serve Wyoming agriculture in this part of the Cowboy State uh, and have this wonderful relationship with KOVE, Jared. It's a great crew, great product. Uh, put you on the spot here for one more before you go. I know you're partial to Montana, but uh, favorite thing about Wyoming? Oh, favorite thing about Wyoming? Um, well, I would have to say, outside of my Montana State University Bobcats, I think the second most followed team when I'm not doing farm news, I I'm a big sports guy. I just always have to find out what the University of Wyoming Cowboys are doing. Go Pokes. And Chansey Williams. Okay. I'll take (laughs) that, too. I'll take that, too. Very good. Uh, Russell, uh, good luck with the convention and uh, travel safe, but really appreciate you stopping by. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Russell Nemitz, Western Ag Network. Appreciate his time stopping in and uh, hanging out actually in studio. We're so used to hearing that voice here on KOVE. Coming up, we're talking about another big event. Russell and I mentioned beer a couple of times, so uh, we'll transition into Lander Brewfest as Owen Sweeney, the Lander Chamber of Commerce, gives us all the details on this weekend's big event at the Lander Pioneer Museum. We're talking Brewfest next on Today in the 10.